to stand up strong, face the truth about themselves, to understand what went wrong. I know we can find a way. I know we can find a way. I know we can find a way. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Uniting the races with truth instead of dividing them with lies. We also are rebuilding the family by rebuilding rebuilding the man. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. Welcome to the third hour of the show already. What the? You can get involved by calling 888-7753-773. 888-77-JESSE. J-E-S-S-E, Jesse. My biblical question for this week, the biblical question, what is hell? What is hell? What is hell? The biblical question. We have every way that you can watch and support the show. Listed on jessaleepeterson.com slash show. jessaleepeterson.com slash show. And if you're out and about, because we are heard around the world by everybody and their mama. But if you're black, everybody and they mama. But if you're white, everybody and their mama. Amazing, huh? Um, and also if you're busy, if you're busy and can't do, you know, you just can't sit and watch the show live, you know, you can podcast, but you can also be listening to it on the line, on your phone, iPhone or iPad by calling the listen line at 641-793. One five zero zero six four one seven nine three one five zero zero, and also follow us on social media. Like, ring the bell, subscribe. Y'all know what to do, right? Uh, we're on Rumble dot com slash Jesse Lee Peterson and uh, Cozy dot TV slash JLP Cozy dot tv slash jlp and to donate and have your comments read out loud go to buymeacoffee.com buymeacoffee.com slash j jesse jlp talk and rebuildingtheman.com rebuildingtheman.com um it's the last tuesday oh no let me ask this first but bill thing doesn't look right Oh, okay. Um, 
This is the last hour of the show for today. And every Tuesday, for those who are new, you might not be aware, every Tuesday is Bible Thumper. No, it's not. It is, uh, I'm being distracted right now, so I'm losing it. I'm black. I'm slow. It is Country and Western Tuesday. Bring back, bring back. Oh, bring back my country to me. Bring back, bring back, bring back my country to what me. What dog? <laughs> Who let the dogs out? <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> country and Western Tuesday. So it's the last Tuesday of the month. And some of you know, uh, who've been listening for a while, that every last Tuesday, we have your friend, my friend, everybody and their mama friend on the show. One of the smartest white men on this side of heaven. And, um, and we're going to get to uh, Bill Lockwood. In a minute, we tried to get his end set up over there. Epistolated. He says it's okay. He's okay with look like that? But tell him he looks silly. <laughs> we can't, there's nothing we can do. So we have... Oh, okay. So Bill doesn't mind looking pistolated? Yeah. Okay. He doesn't mind looking pistolated. <laughs> <laughs> Am I saying it right, Sean? I have with me literally one of the smartest white men on this side of heaven, Bill Lockwood, our friend, your friend, the friend of America. He's a writer, preacher, host of Patriotic Pulpit Podcast, and Bible Studies with Bill Lockwood on YouTube. And Bill is a preacher of Our Park Church of Christ and teacher at Wichita Paul, I mean Wichita Christian School. Amazing. Hey, Bill. Hey, Jesse. How are you today? All is well. I just want to hear from you. Your picture is not clear, and it, okay. it is kind of weird. Are you okay? Okay. You okay with I'm that? okay. You know, I, I wouldn't know what to do about it, so that's <laughs> I'm going to have to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, yeah, I understand. Right. How are you doing? Yeah. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How about you? All is well. I want to do something a little different. Um before okay. we get into the borders and everything, it's a mess. I w- and to the callers, I'm going to get back to y'all. I just want to talk to Bill for a few minutes here, and we'll get back to your call. Be patient. And your super chat. Bill, I have a, a weekly biblical question that I give out every okay. week. Uh-huh. And if, if you don't mind taking a stab at this, I would appreciate it. And the world would appreciate it. What, um, what is hell? What is hell? Well, well, in the Greek Testament, uh, the word hell has been translated from the Greek Testament word, in some cases, Hades, which is simply the land of the dead. And that really is not the idea. That was the King James translation. But the hell really comes from the Greek word Gehenna. And we're told that it is a place of torment. We have that in Luke chapter 16, where the rich man was in torment, and he lifted up his eyes and saw Lazarus in Abraham's bosom. 
we have uh, Gehenna mentioned in uh, by our Lord several times. He says, for example, uh, that people will be in danger of the hell of fire, Gehenna of fire, if they, of course, um, that is, if they, in this case, in Matthew chapter 5, for example, he speaks about those who are, are cursing God and so forth, and so uh, using curses. Um, but he uses the word Gehenna on several occasions. Uh, he does so also in Matthew chapter 12, I believe it is, where in uh, speaking about, uh, woe unto you, Chorazin, Bethsaida, and he says uh, they will be in danger of the hell of fire. Uh, so it's a place of torment. It's a place of punishment. Second Peter chapter 2 and verse 4 speaks about angels that have been cast down to uh, in darkness, chains of darkness, and waited for the judgment of the great day. That would be the word there is Tartarus. So that's the idea. It's a place of departed spirits, but it is a place of punishment. And that's what the hell is. Amazing. I would love to respond, but I, I got to wait. I got to wait until Sunday before I put my two cents in. But thank you for that, Bill. I appreciate it. Yeah. And that's deep. That's very deep. So I'm being told, Bill, that they want you to move a little bit. Oh, hold on. It's fine now? Oh, okay. It's fine. You're sitting right. Okay. Um, so, Bill, I want to ask you, ask about the borders there in Texas. I know that the governor has been reported that he put wire around the borders. He's doing everything he can to stop the illegal aliens from coming in. I want to know your opinion about what's happening at the borders and is the governor of Texas doing a good job in stopping it from opening that in? Well, uh, I'll pick up the first, uh, the last part of the part of the question, and that is uh, Joe Biden and his border crisis. So this is a purposeful invasion of the of the country of the United States. Yeah. And uh, it's purposeful. We know that it is purposeful on several counts. Number one, when Joe Biden came into office, he reversed by executive action all of this, all the uh, stop gaps that Trump had put into place, such as the stay in Mexico policy. He erased all of those. And there was hundreds of them that he did in order to facilitate people coming to this country. He stated when he was running for president that he thought that we ought not export people who are here illegally simply because they've crossed the border illegally. He tells us that over and over and over again. So then he erases all of Trump's border policies, and then he invites the world to come in here. I'll talk about the motives in just a moment, but one of the interesting things is that they, they do it clandestinely, so to speak, by the backdoor method through the United Nations. So the United Nations has, uh, has an arm of it, which is regarding migration, and that, uh, that migration arm of the United Nations, we have always given money to it to help people, supposedly, but Joe Biden has upped the ante over a billion dollars to give into that, that international organization sponsored by the UN. So what happens is they give people money. We, we are sponsoring the American taxpayer, our own demise by funneling money to the federal government that in turn feeds it to the United Nations and the migration center in the United Nations turns around and gives thousands and thousands of dollars on credit cards and other uh, other expenditures to people in Central and South America and all over the world, over 120 countries, I believe it is, 
to come into the United States and we are paying them to come here. Once they get here, our unconstitutional welfare system picks them up and we, the taxpayer, pays for their hospitalization, for their schooling, for their housing, for everything that we might think about. And we pay all of the bills and then that's what's happening. So that Joe Biden has actually fast-tracked it purposefully, all the while saying such absolute bald-faced lies as give me the power and I'll stop the border, yeah. which, of course, he could stop the border. But be that as it may, that's what's happening. As a matter of fact, one of the, uh, one of the border uh, czars in Central America by the name of Ortega recently stated very plainly, he says, what is happening is the United States is funneling the money to the UN, just as we said. And he says, we're seeing these people fast track through Central America, and they're all headed to the United States because they know that's where they get the free everything. So we've given money for them to come here. We're incentivizing that. And so we're incentivizing our own demise. Now, I want to talk for just a moment about the motivation for this. Okay. One of the motivations, if not the motivation, is that the Democratic Party hates Christian America. They yeah. absolutely hate it. And they call it, of course, white supremacy. So they go to the founding fathers. They were all white. So they hate the founding fathers. They hate the Christian principles on which, which we are founded. And the number one enemy, according to the Democratic Party, is white supremacy. Why, why do they keep saying that? Why do they keep harping on that tune? Because they see the resolving of that by bringing all the people from all of the minority countries in here who are poor and impoverished to come in here and to change the entire country of America. Not simply yeah. to get the Democrat in office. They hate white Christian America, and that's why they're doing it. Amazing. I want the United Nations, what's the... Uh, you not, and you're right about that 100%. Was the United Nations set up? I remember I spoke to the United Nations some years ago there in, in New York. Was the uh, United Nations set up to end wars or help with wars? Because I don't, I can't find anywhere where they ever stopped a war or, or made a war work or whatever supposed to do. They don't seem to be any good. The United Nations was set up to be a one world government from the beginning, from its inception. It was conceived, actually, in the time of Woodrow Wilson and his right hand man, Edward Mandel House. Edward Mandel House pushed to get the League of Nations going. And Woodrow Wilson did the same at the end, at the conclusion of World War One. So because there were so many or there were several Republican conservatives in Congress that actually put a stopgap to the League of Nations, and that, that just angered Woodrow Wilson endlessly, and Edward Mandelhouse, who was himself a confessed Marxist. That was, that was Woodrow Wilson's assistant, Edward Mandelhouse. He wrote a book regarding Marxism. At any rate, he was a Marxist. He wanted to change America, and that is, of course, flood America with not only immigration, but also tax American taxpayers yeah. to spread the wealth around the globe. The League of Nations, we were able to stop. But so when that happened, they set up two organizations in order to bypass Congress and to get us into the one world government. And that would be number one, the International Institute of Royal Affairs, I think was the name of it. That was in England. 
And then, of course, the one that is well known, and that is the Council on Foreign Relations in America. Those were set up in order to bypass constitutional government by and of and for the people. What happened was they had already put the, on the drawing board the United Nations. And so when it came to Franklin Roosevelt, who had individuals in his cabinet who were communist and communist sympathizers, such as Harry Dexter White and others, these individuals were able to craft, and with the approval of FDR, a a global, a skeletal government system. How do you sell it to the American people? How do you get the American people to buy into a world government that is run by the world bureaucrats who are controlled by socialists? How are we going to do that? You have to sell it on a different point. And so they sold it to the American people as a way to stop the wars. But people such as Harry Dexter White, as well as others, uh, stated very plainly, it was designed to reduce the wealth of America and to spread it around the world. And that is to the world socialism. As one of them said, you know, we're not going to go with the system of uh, America is the best country and the devil take the rest of them or something like that. He made the comment like that. So what did they want to do? They wanted to take the money from the U.S. and spread it around the world. Have we done that? Absolutely. That's exactly what we've done. That's what Donald Trump has been crying about for all these years, because we we have funded our own demise. But what is the plan of socialist government? What is the plan of the World Socialist Organization, which is, of course, headed the head of the UN was at one time, of course, the World World Socialist Organization head. What was his plan to create a world socialist government? Consequently, that's what we're seeing now. So when Joe Biden got into office, they said, you know, we're going to put this on the fast track right now. We're going to destroy this country more quickly because we saw Donald Trump in there and he stopped all of this stuff. Yeah. And so now we're going to make it where he can't even get into office. And that's what's happening. So the United Nations was set up to be a world government that we have no answer to or we have no voice in. And it was sold to the American people as a peacekeeping operation. So it is interesting. It is is it it's an irony that we have we have gone to war and we've stayed at war 100 percent of the time since the United Nations was established. Right. And we have lost every single war we've been in. With right. Them. We have never won a war since then. Now, not to tell people, wake people up. So it seems as though everything is about money and power. And it's never what they tell us that our government, the United Nations, the leaders, it's never about what they tell us. It's always about self. It's about money and power. I want to know, is the United Nations located? Do they have like an office in all countries? Well, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure they have an office of some kind of outlet on all the countries. But of course, the headquarters in in New York. Right. You know that. Yeah, right. But that's that's right. They do have. Uh, they do have organizations. I mean, it's it's a global organization at this point that we have uh, we have funded to the tune of billions and billions of dollars for taxpayer money to set up offices all over the globe. And so they we they have United Nations armies who go in and help socialist organizations be set up. 
And that's exactly what's happening. And so it's going on. So the UN says, you know, there's one great big lion that we've got to get rid of. And that's America. And we're going to defang it and declaw it. And here's how we're going to do it. And so that's what's happening now with the big the big scam of flooding this country with people from third world countries who are going to be on the welfare program continually in spite of the fact that, well, I want to come here to work. That's no, they're, they're coming here because they get free money. They would not even yeah. be here yeah. if they don't have free money. They would not be able to come here and travel here without free money paid to them by the American taxpayer. I remember some years ago when I first started out, I was doing a speaking to about get out of the United Nation. We need to get out of the United Nation. And right. as a result, they invited me to the United Nation to speak. And I spoke to so-called world leaders from around the world. And I was surprised that after my talk, they gave me a standing ovation. And I was saying, we don't need to be in the in the United Nations, <laughs> that they were no good, and we don't, we shouldn't be taking care of that. But uh, is yeah. uh, Israel in the United Nations? Yes, Israel. So Israel part of it too? Right, right. I'm surprised the Jews are a part of the United Nations. Here's something interesting, also, that we kicked out free China, Taiwan, the Republic of China, Taiwan. We helped kick them out, so that we could admit. Red China, that is the People's Republic of China. We we brought in r- communist China and we got rid of free China. We did that. We helped orchestrate that. And we saw that we did that so that we could give them most favored nation status. So what does that mean? That means less trade restrictions. That means a less uh, <clears throat> less problems in tra- free trade with other countries. Less tariffs those kinds of things. And we did that so that now China, Red China, our enemy, our, and by, by the way, we did that when we started that pro process with Henry Kissinger and Richard Nixon, who actually uh, went to Mao Tsung at the time, who was the probably the most brutal dictator the world has ever seen, up to 50 million people, some estimates are, 20 million at least, exterminated his own people, and we went to him, and we wanted him to be a part of this global government, the United Nations. And Henry Kissinger helped set that up and start the ball rolling. And I think it was in 19 uh, or 2001 that Red China received, Communist China received the most favored nation status. Well, that means, of course, less trade restrictions, less embargoes, less... We're, we count them as good friends, and so that gave them the avenue in. So, the rest of the story is very simple, and that's why, of course, Bill Clinton was paid bukus of money by communist China, just as Joe Biden is doing, and the Democratic Party is dirty on this, completely in bed with China, communist China. Amazing. I saw from the New York Post there was a report that the data shows that number of Chinese migrants crossing the southern borders near San Diego has exceeded the number of Mexicans. They have Chinese coming in now, and right. it, it, that's not that can't be good for America, right? You know those those Chinese people that are coming in here, they, that is not good for America. Number one, they have been our enemy for a long time, and you, we are sponsoring the young men to come over here. Yeah, that are now going to gun ranges, long 
long uh, gun ranges, long rifle gun ranges, and and they're now targeting practice in California. So what does that tell you? That's what's happening with the Chinese people, the Chinese men that are coming over here. What are, what are they doing? What, and what we are sponsoring it. Well, Joe Biden is not going to say no because he's in bed with China. He's not going to kick them out of his bed. He's got money from China. And we, we all know that's to be the case. And yet we're here is in this fourth year of his term. And yet we're just now getting to the bottom of some of what's going on with it because they, the mainstream media have down downfield blocking for him all the way. And the Democratic Party, all they can do is like, uh, well, look at Trump. He makes bad tweets. You know, he's he's ugly in his tweets. I, you know, it's just it's insane what's happening. I saw a reporter down at the borders the other day and they were asking the illegal aliens, who do you prefer? First, yeah. they asked, where are you from? And they were telling me the different countries they were from. And they asked, well, who do you prefer, Joe Biden or Trump? And they would say Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Right. They all said Joe Biden. They preferred Joe Biden over Trump because they know Trump is going to shut down the borders and not let them come in. And so they prefer Joe Biden. So it's the same principle as works in the big city, Jesse. And that is the Democrats have power in the inner city with minority communities because of the welfare system. Yeah. Once you start taking money from the American taxpayer or any person at all, and giving it to another person, which is unconstitutional, immoral, ungodly, and wicked to steal from one person to give to another person. Once you start that, then you have automatically purchased the vote of the recipient of that gift. Yeah. You're going to you're going to buy the black vote. You're going to buy buy the Hispanic vote. You're going to buy the poor white vote. Anybody who receives government checks are not going to vote out of office a person who promises to give them more money. And so that's exactly what they've just they've just applied the same principle overseas. That's all they've done. And the Democrats are the one doing it. But that's because they hate they hate America. They hate what America has been. They have in our public school system, in the mainstream media, in the government. They have done nothing but bash America, bash the founding of America. You can read Marxist hate screeds in public school systems continually regarding the founding fathers, regarding racism, regarding what the, happened to the American Indian. And all you, all you do is hear hate of America all the time, the yeah. most wicked country ever, Re regardless of the fact that we have raised everybody up to a better level by by releasing the free enterprise, godly freedom system. But they don't, they don't like that. They hate that completely. Amazing. I want to ask this, Bill, before we run out of time. Do you believe that there are some people waking up and understanding the seriousness of this problem? And if so, what can we, the people, do? I do believe that we are waking up to it. Or a lot of people are. But I'm going to say, look, they're putting they're putting the candles on the cake right now. The cake was made during the time of Woodrow Wilson and Franklin Roosevelt and Lyndon Johnson and John F. Kennedy. Those are the kind of guys that made the cake. <laughs> then we put the icing on with Bill Clinton and Obama and Joe Biden is here to put the candles on and light the candles. That's what's happening here. So, yeah, we're waking up to it. But what, what are we going to do? Well, 
unless the state of Texas is willing to pull out right now, we're going to lose the state of Texas because the plan is, of course, to get all these people in here. They're going to be voting. We're not going to clean voting rolls up. We don't have integrity of elections. And if we don't have integrity of elections, we don't have freedom, period. We don't have freedom. Do we have integrity of elections? No, we do not. That, that was plain from the last election. We have, for example, Jesse, the federal government itself, one of the arms, the FBI and the CIA, jumped into the federal election and lied through their teeth regarding Hunter Biden's laptop. Why did they do that? Because they wanted to throw the election to Joe Biden. They were interfering in the election from the federal level all the way down. That's what Trump was protesting. And you can't even come up and say, well, I, I don't think we have integrity of elections anymore because, oh, they, oh okay, well, you're not going to be in Fox News if you do. Amazing. And so uh, what should we, should we vote these people out and vote in people that are going to work for us and not against us? Well, if we have integrity of elections, we, we could. And I, I hope that we have in places still that we have the ability to vote with integrity. But unless we're willing to stand up and, and say no in a state saying, and that is nullification, state ought to say, the state of Texas ought to say, absolutely not. Get out of the state of Texas, federal agents. You're not coming here to open up a border. Arizona needs to do the same thing, but we're too weak. We can't do that. We don't seem to be able to do it. Let me take a quick break, Bill. When I come back, I want you to tell the post how to get your information and your website sure. and all that. 888-7753-773. The Church of Chess is now open on D-Live. And I'll be back in a moment. Can cheer up any man who's feeling down. Check out my book, For Rage to Responsibility. I show you how I was able to overcome anger. The spirit of anger was taken away from me. I had it. And as a result of having anger, I was insecure. I had doubt, worry, fear. I was in a fallen state and didn't know it. And it wasn't until I went and forgave my mother who tried to turn me away from my father. I forgave my father for not being there and returned back to him. My spirit connected with his spirit. And through him, I was able to return to God. And I have perfect peace. Perfect love casts out anger. And when anger is gone, fear and doubt, worry, insecurity, suicidal thoughts, all of that is gone. And you are free. Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble. Or if you want an autographed copy, you can go to my website at rebuildingtheman.com or call 800-411-BOND.
Okay, folks, welcome back. The Hake Report, the Hake Report coming up at the top of this hour uh, from 9 to 11 Pacific Time. And then join our Friday TV, he black, at 11 a.m. And at 12 noon, the American Anchor Baby, energy given to him by God. So we got a good lineup for you every day. Um, I want to quickly, before we let Bill go here, give out his information, and then we're going to get to your call. Bill, uh, your wife is not there to help you with your your hookup? Well, she's here. Yes, she is. I I did... uh I probably should have called her in here and I would have hooked up a lot quick, more quickly and I might have a better pixels. Right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's your helpmate. That's uh, right. That's my helpmate. <laughs> um, tell the folks your website or whatever information that you want to give out there. Okay. Well, thank you, Jesse, for that. It's Patriotic Pulpit is the, is a web, uh, or is the uh, podcast that I do and it is on Amazon Music uh, app. It's also uh, on Spotify app as well. You can find it on YouTube. So um, Patriotic Pulpit. And then I have America, or Bible, rather, Bible Studies with Bill Lockwood. And you can find that on YouTube also. I preach at the Iowa Park Church of Christ in Iowa Park, Texas. So you can go to that website or you can go to simply Bible Studies with Bill Lockwood. And you can find articles and sermons that I've been preaching there and have preached in, for a long time. So uh, those are the places. I have a website still. It's American Liberty with Bill Lockwood if you want to donate yeah. to the program. And there's a donate button there, American Liberty with Bill Lockwood. Nice. I want to encourage you all to go to American Liberty with Bill Lockwood to donate and uh, help him out. He needs it. he got a lot of work to do. It's tough out there when you stand up like this, so he definitely needs your support. Yeah. Bill, thank you so much for coming on. I totally appreciate it. You and, bet. Sure appreciate and love you, Jesse. And we'll have you back next next month. Yes, sir. Looking forward to it. And make sure your wife helps you with your pixelated. <laughs> <laughs> I get I get it pixelated next time with her. Thank you, Bill. Bye bye. Bye now. Amazing. Bill Lockwood, folks. Donate at American Liberty with Bill Lockwood.com. All right. Let me go quickly to Jeff, who waited a long time out of uh, Maryland. Jeff, thank you for calling. Thanks for holding you on the air. Hi, Mr. Peterson. Hey, uh, thanks hey, Jeff. for having me on. Yes, sir. And uh, Bill is a great guest. You should have him on more often. That I was know. Really enjoyable am- to listen to. He is amazing, man. He's amazing. Um, hey, so you were talking about hell earlier, and I just wanted to talk what, to you about how it. What is hell? Yeah. Hell is the absence of God's love. What do you mean by that? I mean that it's, you can't feel God's love anywhere. Like, I live in Baltimore, and this city is just full of just crime and hatred and murder and just debauchery. It's uh, it's really gotten so out of hand. Um, but the only thing that kind of keeps me going is the good book. And one of the verses that I keep reading to myself is James 5, 6, which is, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. So I and think we, that there is hope out there. Yeah. And when you say that keep you going, how, what do you mean? Explain how that keep you going. What do you mean by that? I mean, like... You know, for me, it's always about I got to get my sins out there. I got to confess 
what I've done, when I've gone against God. And uh, I just need the public to know so that I can start healing. So I guess that, that gets to my question of uh, when when you were on the H three H three podcast the other have day. You, let me ask you this first. Let me you ask you this first before you uh, ask that. Have you forgiven your mother? Amazing. Hello. I wanted to ask about the Bible verse and forgiving his mother. Let me go to 888-7753-773. Let me go to first-time caller out of Nevada. Ken, Ken, welcome to the show. You're on the air. Hello, Jesse. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. All right, great. Um, I have. I, I want to uh, make a say something. And I want to answer the physical question, too. All right. Are you on a speakerphone or something? Yeah, I'm about to get off of it right now. I was at work. Oh, so okay. I was just trying to give me a second. I'm going to take it off. There's no speaker. I appreciate this, Jesse. All right. Go ahead. All right. Can you hear me now? Yes, sir. Perfect. All right. So I want to answer the biblical question. What is hell? I believe hell is anywhere where you don't have peace. Anywhere you believe. don't have it. Amazing. Yeah. I appreciate I that, man. Is. I put my two cents in on I Sunday. A, and I have, but I want to say something, too. Is it all right? Mm-hmm. All right. So when I was younger, I didn't really believe in, in God or whatever uh, from the examples that I had. Because I lived in uh, a church family, but, you know, like the they were, like, not really living the life or whatever. And I realized that um, that you know it's easy for people to be deceived or whatever. But like I was gonna say is like I almost like I didn't believe in God for the longest. But then when I turned eighteen or whatever, um, I like you know forgave. I, I begged for repentance or whatever, and I've seen like my life take a change for the better or whatever. So um, and listening to you has really. Uh, show me that I am on the right path. So I just want to thank you for that. Um, because like I said, it's easy to be deceived, um, by the world or whatever. And it'll take, turn you away from God because even if you like deep down in your heart, you know, something ain't right. And then when you see people like pretending to be all about God and then it'll drive you away. Cause you'll be like, that don't even like, you don't, it drives you away because you you see that they're not really being who they are. So, that's what that is. And then I have one more thing to say. Is it okay? Yeah, go ahead. All right. And then as far as black people, like black people, because um, I am black, um, black people need to like really wake up because like, and, and white people too, because I feel like white people are, um, they're being socialized to be treated like crap. They're like, they're like being, they're like um, being set up to be the fall guy yeah. for it and everything. Yeah. And, um, and black people have, and black people like seem to forget that like Great Britain was the first country to fight slavery. <laughs> like that's a white country. They black people also forget that white people were actually the ones who were fighting on their behalf in the Civil War. So, but now they turn around every day, and everything time you turn around, they're telling white people that white people are to blame for everything. And it's like, if I if I were a white person. Anytime they, if the perfect argument for that is when they tell you, when black people tell you that you're a colonizer, you're racist, your ancestors, 
Y'all need to start telling them black people, like, actually, my ancestors were the ones that were fighting with the black people. You know what I mean? Because um, you got to, like, we got to find a way to kill off that argument of them blaming white people for everything. Because right. white people have been the greatest ally to black people. So black people need to really wake up and, and, and see that because ain't nobody been a better ally to black people than white people. You can't say Chinese people. You can't say Indian people. You can't say Hispanic people. All the other people that y'all fight for that don't like y'all. Um, y'all y'all said he complained about the white person, the person that actually ha- probably has the most love for you. So that's what I want to say about that with the black people. That's amazing, so, man. Thank you, Jesse. That's amazing, and you're absolutely right. That's why I'm trying to encourage the blacks to start thinking for themselves. Don't be let some leader tell you how to think. Don't let the media tell you how to think. Don't let the preacher yeah. tell you how to think. Think for yourself, and once you start thinking for yourself, you'll get to know what the real deal is. You will know the truth if you think right. for that's yourself. Right, that's why, absolutely, and God has really blessed me with the vision of that, mm-hmm. because, like, even if you see, like, these famous people on TV, like, you got, like, LeBron James on TV talking about he's scared of the police. Like, get out of here. Like, <laughs> I know. Like, stop it. How could this even be possible? It makes no sense. <laughs> right. And then, and then and the, you, the black people have to realize that these black elites on top, they preach this victimhood to you, and they also sell you their image as being so holy because they don't want you to be on the same level as them. They want you to look up to them. Yeah. These are a whole bunch of power-hungry people that are actually just, they just want to be revered. They don't look, you know what I'm saying? They just looking to be revered. Yeah. And uh, that's the one thing that I also learned through when I, when I like beg for forgiveness and like stop stealing. Cause that was my thing when I was growing up, I was stealing. I was like adopted or whatever. Right. My parents weren't around and all that. Um, so, but when I turned 18 in jail, cause every birthday up from like 13 to 18, I basically spent in jail. And when I turned 18, I was like, I told God, I'm not going to do it no more. I'm sorry. And I'm um, changed my life around, and I really stopped stealing. It actually became embarrassing when I got out. I was like embarrassed to steal. Right on. Um, Amazing. So he really, so I think he did that for me. But yeah, it's just like, um, and then what I see also is that when you are good, like you talk about, like not needing for anything. I've seen that too because I'm naturally like a solitary person, and um, I think I'm, I might be attractive or whatever because like people, girls all like me a lot, and everybody wants to be my friend or whatever. But when I, but I feel like people have motives why they like you. So when I, cause I don't really pursue friends. So when I like, when people see that I don't really need their acquaintanceship or, or anything like that, then yeah. they, then they turn on me because once they see they can't control you or you're not moved by anything that presents them, I see that in the human spirit is makes them start to resent you. Right and on, if they man. really like you and if they really like you, then they will start to hate you if you don't like them back. So that's deep. And that's what I've seen where, um, that's why, like, I, I don't really have any friends anymore. I used to have a lot of friends, but, um, I just realized that those are just people who like me for a that's certain right. way. I was being. No such as friends. And do the, are you doing the silent prayer? No, I've actually never done the silent prayer before. Give um, it a try at rebuilding. Just as you continue what you're doing and do that mm-hmm. and see what you think, because, God will bring you totally out of your thoughts and he will take them away from you and give you a clear mind and everything going to open up for you even more so. Yes, sir. And that's what's happening for me in my life. And I just wanted to, you know, confess that. And anybody that's listening, like if you believed in God at one point, but you, your, your 
pastor was a, a adulterous. He was sleeping with everybody or scamming everybody in the church. If the his wife was a drunkard, like is you were just, like you got gay pastors in your church. That's the devil. You're being led by the devil. The devil is sitting up there and he's pretending to be God or something, and y'all are following down that path that's leading y'all down into the. Well, just because of time, I gotta run, but do decide the prayer. Let me know how it goes. All right. Will do. Thank you, Jesse. I appreciate you. All right, you too, buddy. Super chat. Super super. Super chat. Super chats. Being enlightened till I rise with those three coffees. Morning, gentlemen. We was just walking through the valley of the shadow of death when I realized. Biblical question answer. What is hell? That hell is whatever I'm getting a thrill from, because even though I can realize that I'm getting a thrill from it, that specific thing, if I try to do something about it, it just becomes two devils fighting, which is pure hell. Simply put, hell is your imagination. Hope that was piffy. <laughs> <laughs> it was. And thank you. I put my little two cents in on Sunday. Thank you. Soul Conscious Five Coffees, also with the biblical question response. Jesse. What is hell? Hell is having no peace, living in your thoughts, not forgiving your mother, anger, and a heart of stone. Amazing. Thank you. Soul Conscious bought a coffee. Hello, young man. Why do you do interviews with people who mean you no good? Then when you don't entertain them, they voice their opinion as if they got you. <laughs> Keep doing what you do. I believe in response to the biblical question. What is hell? Hell is us entertaining those thoughts. Amazing. Thank you. I put my two cents in on Sunday. Being enlightened till I rise is a Rumble r- supporter. You gotta know how to rumble. You can subscribe on Rumble and be a supporter. Merry Country and Western Tuesday. Amazing, thank you. Urinal chills. <laughs> also a Rumble subscriber on Jason Lee Peterson. What's wrong with the blats? Amazing. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Esoteric over on Kick says, "What is up, G?" Jesse Lee Peterson. Nice, you got it. Thank you. Aries gave four diamonds, no message. Thank you for the support. Thank you. Shout out to Aries One, Stan Sixty Nine, WD Forty One, Zealous Hermit. Thank you guys for the support over on D Live. Thank you. And let me just check for any remaining coffees that I may have come in. Someone bought five coffees, uh, and thank you, someone, for your coffees. You got to keep them clean, Mister Someone. Adios. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you all. I appreciate it. Let me see what I can get in here now. Um, let me go to Vicky out of Texas. Vicky, welcome to the show. You're on the air. Morning, Jesse. How are you? All is well. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. Really well. I wanted to answer the biblical question. It's really fast and quick. And what, then I, I wanted is, to ask you a question. What is hell? It's your mind. It's your thoughts. Clear, uncut, that's it. Stay out of your head. You'll be all right. Let God guide you. Everything's cool. Amazing. Thank you. And I put my yeah. little two cents in on Sunday. And I have a question for you. Okay. Um, I, I This is our first night of the, I told you about the fireside chat with JLP. So it's our first men's night, Wednesday. Oh, it is tomorrow night. Sorry. Tomorrow night, Wednesday night. And I wanted to ask you, aside from sharing the silent prayer, which is just mandatory to do, um, what, because the guys are going to be watching um, some Bond and some of your, you know, your daytime talk show, but 
what could I share? What can we share with them? Like I've been going through video after video, and they're all so good. I can't choose one or have, two. Have a way, a wait and see. And, and okay. then secondly, yeah. always encourage everybody to forgive, and that can be the beginning of yeah. it. They got to forgive. Exactly. So that the heart can change from hate to love. Absolutely. But, but have a way to see and just take it one step at a time. That's what we're going to do. Thank you, Vicky. I appreciate it. Thank you. Have oh. a wonderful day, bro. We love you. Thank you. Love you back. Thank you. Amazing. Uh, Doug is a first-time caller out of Virginia. Doug, welcome to the show. You're on the air. Hey, my brother from another mother. How are you? All this well, sir. Oh, that's fantastic. Listen, uh, man, there's a lot that, I mean, I, I wanted to talk about. Uh, one of them was um, I did uh, buy you some coffee and just wanted to do the plug for the Uncle Tom series. It was fantastic. And can't wait to uh, can't wait to see the can't wait to see the third one. But um, it was it was really neat seeing Bill uh, speak from Lotwood because I thought I thought I heard you say Wichita Falls and I'm like, huh. That sounds familiar to me. And then at the end, we gave his information. That little small town of Owl Park, Texas, is actually where I grew up. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. Nice. You can drive right through it. You can drive right through it. Not, not, uh, not only uh, you know it was there, but um, very few people realize um, about the Human Agenda 2030. And it sounds very conspiratorial. Let me, um, let me do this because of time. Duh. I'm about to run out here, and I'm trying to squeeze it a little bit more. I'm looking at the clock. Any, you have a question or something? Um, no, I basically um, it was just, I was going into a monologue. I'm not going to lie to you, but um, <laughs> one one thing I do uh, one thing I do want to say is you really did get me going with the way that you like your coffee. I'm not going to lie to you. What that drew me to was a scene out of Blues and Saddles. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing! Thank you, man. Amazing! Amazing. Right, God bless. Call me again. All right. Oh, I will. Okay, thank you. 888-7753-773. Let me go quickly to Alexandria. Alexandria out of Illinois. Alexandria, welcome to the show. You're on the air. Sandra D. Hi, Mr. Uncle Jesse. How you doing? I'm doing well, thank you very much. I wanted to call because I was listening to the show earlier and there was a couple of things that I had problems overcoming, and I heard about these problems, you know, from these callers today. So one thing I wanted to share real quick is, number one, the ego. We cannot be egoless as long as we are living and kicking and breathing. But the thing is, is the spirit belongs to God and the ego belongs to Satan because we live in his world. That's one thing that I wanted to say. But why why can't you be free of the ego while you're living? Um, how how does one be free of the ego? You die from it. I could do that if I'm by myself solitarily and stuff and doing my silent prayer, but when you're out there in the world de- dealing with all different types of people, okay, sometimes our responses are in relationship to those people. So we have to respond in some way or another. But if you die you know from, I mean? from the ego, then you don't have to respond at all because you don't owe any explanation to anyone at all about anything, and especially to the children of the devil, 
because the children right. of the devil just want to hurt you. They're not trying to help you. They're evil, and they're trying to get a thrill. So if the ego dies, you you gotta you're living on earth, so you gotta function with people. You gotta work with people, and if you let the ego die, no matter where you go or what situation, you won't be touched by it. I just don't know if it could die. How do you, how does it die? Do you know exactly by, how it dies? Yes, by you. <laughs> By you stop identifying with it. You don't call it you anymore. You're not your thoughts. You're not your feelings. You're not your ups. You're not your downs. You're not an alcoholic. You're not a drug addict. You're not anger. If you stop identifying with those, then they will die because they're all evil spirits. I agree. So consciously, I do not. You do not I what? do not identify, I do not label, I don't, I choose not to confuse myself. <laughs> then why do you believe that you can't die from it then if you're consciously, you're, wa- you're watching it? Because without an ego, we wouldn't be living beings. It's just something that, I'd have to call you back on it. I'd have to do a little due diligence and then call you back to further discuss. So you believe um, that your ego is your... If you let that go, you wouldn't be a human being? Uh, no. Personally, but, but why, because... But why would you? The, you're uh, not your ego. Right. Well, I was going to tell you, in the past, my ego, I judged myself, right, for a lot of different things. I was very harsh on myself. And then once I started working on myself, overcoming, and still growing, right, then I could recognize I have discernment, and I also have what I believe an understanding of the ego is not going anywhere. We just need to tame it. No, that's lying to you. The devil is lying to you. God said that it will go. You must die from it. You're not your ego, and you have to die in order for you to live. But then what happens when the ego dies? And then like, when the ego... What kind of does I'm, that I'm sorry. <laughs> So what? So what kind of uh, change does that dying of the ego procure? I take my hat off to you and your patience and your wisdom and everything. I'm just asking you personally, like, what does that do for for you? When the ego dies, not you dies, the real you will appear. Because the only thing that the ego is a, a, a bunch of layers and layers of evil spirits in the mind and emotions. And so when all that dies, there would be nothing for you to identify with. So the real you will appear when the ego dies. Okay. Well, I will keep an eye out on that. All right. Um, I got... also... Look, call me again. I got to run. I'm running out of time, but call me again, all right? Gotcha. Okay. Have a great day, guys. You too. Bye. Bye. See that music sound low right now. Stand up and be true. Oh, now I got it. I got it. I got it, Nick. Thank you. Line up. Stand up. Thank you all. Get on that straight and narrow path. Get there. Stay there. No matter what happens. Stay on that path. Really. Do the silent prayer. Forgive. So that the... The mind, the thoughts, and the emotions can be destroyed. All right? It's not you. 
but you gotta forgive so the heart can change. Uh, thank you for your support. Uh, we'll finish the super chat tomorrow if the Lord is willing and the creek don't rise. The hate report is coming up now from 9 to 11 a.m. The hate, H-A-K-E report.com. After the hate report, join our Friday TV. He black at 11 a.m. Pacific time. And then the American Anchor Baby at 12 p.m. Pacific time. The American Anchor Baby. All right, callers, Anthony and other callers that are hanging up. I'm so out of time. It's amazing. Get on that straight and travel the road by yourself. And when the devil sends his little spirits along the way, ignore them. Do not communicate with the devil inside of other people or inside of you. It'll be amazing. Thank you all. The HakeReport.com, H-A-K-E, is coming up now. Thank you for your support. Amazing! Here's what I recommend. I invite you to download my silent prayer, and I want you to start doing it. You just download it, get the points of how to do it, and then after a while, you just do it on your own. It's going to point you in the right direction that your life will be returned to you from God. He will give you your life back because anyone and all people who has anger, they're not themselves. You are the person that you are angry at. That's why it's so important to get to know yourself so that you can see who you're angry at. And if you're doing the hooping and hollering prayers and things like that, some people get up, oh, praise the Lord, hooping and holler, bless my mama, bless my daddy. Continue to do it. Do both. You will see if you want to stay with the hooping and hollering or do you want to be still and know God. So my gift to you, no charge, at rebuildingtheman.com slash church. I noticed after a while that when these guys overcome their anger, they have amazing ideas about starting a business. But because they've been told that if you don't get a loan from the bank or if you don't have a five-year plan or if you don't do this, and it's just simply not true, it's the first step with faith, then all things are possible. So, But the most important thing is to return to the Father. That yearning that you have, that emptiness, that void, is not for more stuff. It's not for more friends. It is a return to the Father because there's no way you can return to God and be angry at your earthly father. So thank you all so, so much, right? People around the world donated to Bond at rebuildingtheman.com or they call 800-411-2663 and we're still committed to pointing the right way for men and women to return to the Father. 